0: What's up, everybody? This is the All Bros Podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm with my brother, Pat. Week two of college football is in the books. The Pac-12 has eight teams in the top 25, and Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes may be the biggest story in sports. The NFL has begun, and I'm not sure if you guys know, but Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. We discuss that and break down the rest of the NFL action. Hope you guys enjoy it. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is after week two of college football and week one of pro ball. So we're going to do a quick recap of the college weekend and an even quicker preview of next weekend Um, this slate for the upcoming college football games is pretty weak and that's okay that's just fine so I honestly would almost tell folks to enjoy your Saturday if you've got other plans take advantage of it not a lot of marquee games not just in the Pac-12 but nationally we're gonna look backwards real quickly on the week two that was and the Pac-12 still looked really really impressive A couple teams sustained some losses. Arizona loses on the road to Mississippi State in overtime, and they had a chance to win. Jaden Delore, the quarterback, struggled with four turnovers. I didn't watch a lot of that game, but I did check the overtime, and they had a chance there. Uh, Arizona State, which I think is them or Stanford, are the worst teams. Arizona State loses at home to Oklahoma State. Stanford gets blown out by USC, and Stanford has uh, Sacramento State this week. I expect them to win. I don't think they're going to win by much. But Stanford could go 0 for in the Pac-12. They're that bad, unfortunately.
1: They're the new Colorado.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a great segue, uh, Deion Sanders, still the hottest thing in college football, both regionally in our conference, but most certainly nationally.
1: The spotlight on Colorado now is the brightest thing in sports. Everybody's talking about Deion. It's the only thing to talk about, and rightfully so. I mean, he took a program that was 1-11 and last year. They're only 2-0, but hey, two huge wins. I mean, everybody's talking about Shadur Sanders as a potential Heisman Trophy candidate, and uh, they're, they're a real football team.
0: Yeah, no, Colorado deserves all the praise. They've earned all of the eyeballs. You know, a great win against TCU that first week in Texas. Then Nebraska comes to town. Again, supposedly this tough physical Big Ten team. And there's definitely a rivalry there between Colorado and Nebraska. But Colorado takes care of business. This week they have what the... Rams would tell you are a, uh, the Colorado State Rams would tell you is a big rivalry, and I know folks in Colorado um, pencil that in as a rivalry, but I expect Colorado to come away with a, you know, 17-ish, 20-ish point victory, I expect them to take care of business, so, but what is going to be, I think now that we've gone through two weeks Because it would have been one thing if Colorado struggled to win, or certainly if they lost to Nebraska, then maybe the narrative changes to, uh, was it just one week? Was it a flash in the pan? Did they surprise TCU? Is maybe TCU horrible? But the fact that Colorado has, like Pat said, taken care of business, the next most exciting part about this whole journey of primetime at Colorado is to watch them play the best teams in the Pac-12, and we get that the very next week against Oregon. To segue that, Oregon played Texas Tech. That was one of the best games of the weekend. Back and forth, five lead changes. I think Oregon fan wanted a more uh, impressive win, but Pat and I were talking before we started recording, and in college football, even those like superstar Miami teams in the 80s who were blowing people out. There was always a one or even two games when you're, the margin of victory is around three points. So Oregon struggled, but they got the win on the road. They got the win, and, and, and that's important. We,
1: myself as an Oregon Duck fan, for the last 20 or so years, um, this is a perfect example of a game that Oregon would lose. They would totally lose to a game like Texas Tech, A team that they should beat, theoretically. I mean, they're the 13th ranked team now. Texas Tech is unranked. They should beat them. But that's a very Oregon thing to do, would be to lose a game like that. So as a Duck fan myself, I'm happy we got the win. Back and forth, but whatever. I'm still not really sure how well we're going to do this season. I'd like to think we'll do okay. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm incredibly excited for next week against Colorado. That's going to be a game
0: must watch must watch TV for sure and then the other teams uh, rounded out nobody really played anybody else that impressive Utah struggled against Baylor I think you're seeing a team that looks like they're playing with their second string quarterback which is what happened they only held they held Baylor to just 13 points and kind of got lucky on a pass interference call that didn't happen at the very very end of the game as a Utah alum myself, uh, I was happy to see that win. And again, on the road, you squeak one out, you take it. And But if they don't get their quarterback, Cam Rising, back, they're going to probably hit three losses within the conference. So I don't know the latest update on his recovery from his knee injury, but he's got to get there sooner than later. Um, and so let's discuss, just kind of list off the eight teams now, eight Certainly the most represented conference in the AP Top 25. Starts with USC at 5, Washington at 8, Utah at 12, Oregon at 13, Oregon State at 16, Colorado at 18. Washington State with certainly the most impressive win last week, and I think now for the whole year beating Wisconsin at home, and they almost cooked it. They tried as best they could to get it. it was 24-7 to at half. Then all of a sudden it's tied, 24-24, but Washington State finds a way. Cam Ward gets it done, the quarterback. When I I was trying to turn back and forth between the Oregon game and the Washington State game and the Arizona game and trying to watch all these games at the same time, when I was watching the Cougs play, Cam Ward, just a little bit reckless with the ball. Looks like he's, yeah, just being a little bit too risky. So we didn't pick them to win the conference. We don't expect them to, but great for the Pac-12 for them to win. And then UCLA rounds it out at 24th in the country.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 is being represented incredibly well right now. Here we are in the last season. We're just going to take it. We're going to take it all the way. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about, you know, should you take this year in the college championship? Should you take the SEC or should you take the field?
0: Considering the field, I hate to say it, but I'm probably the SEC. Probably. Just because they have Georgia, though. I know. But, and, and so, I mean, Alabama loses to a Texas team that looks pretty good. So that was, that was the biggest game nationally. Texas taking care of business against Alabama. But LSU lost to Florida State the first week. You know, a lot of teams look pretty vanilla and pretty average, certainly up to their own conference standards. So my answer is the field. Because I want to say the field because I'm a Pac twelve West Coast fan. So right. I mean, that's part I can't not say the field.
1: Right. And I I kinda want to agree with you. You know, I mean, Georgia did beat, you know, granted, ball state, but it was forty five to three. Sure. That's, that I mean, you know, they're they're good. I don't believe in Michigan. They always find a way to screw it up. Yeah. You know, they might get it in the playoff, but who knows?
0: Ohio State's got some questions at quarterback that Everybody nationally is worried about. Maybe they'll get things rolling a little bit, but there's nobody. Well, I guess Texas. I was going to say there's nobody in the Big 12, but Texas has proved they got the best win of the year so far in Tuscaloosa. By the way, the only team to beat Nick Saban in Alabama by double digits. I thought it was the first time in like X amount of years, but they, they beat him 34 24. It's the only time Nick Saban has lost by double digits that is insane
1: that's amazing
0: because when he took over the program they were nothing special they were average i mean they weren't like last year's colorado team but that statistic alone i mean there's a million you could throw out there to shape nick saban's dominance over the last decade but that add that one to the list only one loss by 10 or more points and it was to a top 10 team
1: Right, one of his former assistants, right?
0: Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian, yeah. former uh, coach of the Washington Huskies and, of course, USC had some drama there. But uh, this upcoming week, really no big games on the slate besides Washington versus Michigan State, and Michigan State's got their off-the-field issues. Big time. Big time, so I don't expect them to be as focused. Granted, Washington took care of business last year in Seattle, so I expect a, a two-touchdown victory at least there. Everybody, I mean, some of the opponents this week, Weber State, Northern Colorado North Carolina Central uh is going to take on UCLA. So, um some soft opponents and even nationally there's not even uh, there's not that many big games. Georgia plays South Carolina, Tennessee plays Florida. So, um like we kind of said at the top, if you've got other plans or if you're looking for a Saturday where you don't have a bunch of great college football games, this is the one.
1: It's a great weekend to get out and enjoy the sunshine, at least on Saturday anyway. I'll tell you what, let's take a break, and we'll come back and we'll hit the NFL. All right, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. Well, let's hit the NFL. First of all, we got to deal with the elephant in the room. On Monday, Aaron Rodgers, savior to the New York Jets, on the fourth play, blows out his Achilles. He's out for the season, maybe forever. Probably not. There's a lot of things to speculate on. I mean, he's he'll be, if he chooses to come back next year, he'll be 40. turns 40 in December. Um... It's really too bad. I mean, it was easily Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets was easily the biggest thing that happened in football over the season. People were going crazy with, we oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. They're going to win the Super Bowl. You know, the, the, the expectations were sky high, kind of ridiculously sky high. And now it's all gone.
0: I mean, you just can't make it up.
1: I mean, there's there a more Jets thing to have happen. Uh,
0: the hype, like, was big in July. It was big in August. And then with the hard knocks season this year at the New York Jets facility, the hype just built and built and built. And I don't know. I can't remember the last time there was a superstar who went down like that had this much hype. Now, Tom Brady did get suffer a season-ending knee injury during the first game of the season. But that's different. The Patriots had already won a couple of Super Bowls, um, and he was in, like, his early 30s or even late 20s, so you knew it was just a one-year thing, da-da-da-da. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was here to save the franchise and to take them to a place they hadn't been since Joe Namath took them there in the 60s. And... I I really feel for him. Um, The Jets fans, I should say. And I've got nothing against Aaron Rodgers. Um, It's certainly, you wonder if there's an element of karma about it with the way he sort of, like mishandled or the way he treated the green bay packers organization and their fans and all of the like oh, i'm gonna retire maybe i'm not gonna retire maybe i'm gonna retire i'm gonna host jeopardy for a little bit i don't know what i'm gonna do da, 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 da. and then make this big hubbub and then signs this massive contract and then pieces out and it's like uh, you wonder if those wisconsin fans feel vindicated they're not celebrating that he's hurt but like if aaron Rodgers never plays again He's going to be an extraordinarily wealthy man with a put-together leg. He'll heal from the Achilles tear. Like, that's not like a—it's not like suffering a head injury or, like, even Joe Theismann snapping his leg in half, and you think, like, this guy may not walk at the time when it happens. Like, so that's—it's why you could almost, like, discuss that. But I felt for the Jets fans, and um, it's pretty crazy.
1: It's too bad. I mean, and so—and it totally changes the landscape of certainly— their division, and even the AFC conference, generally speaking. I mean, people had them, and us included, had the Jets. We didn't think that they were even going to win the their conference, maybe even let alone their division, right. but we thought they'd do well, certainly better than they'd done last year. But now, it's like, well, they're not going to win the division at all. Definitely not. And they're probably not going to get into the playoffs. We were talking before we came on, do you think they're even going to get to 500?
0: I doubt it. So, and with seventeen games, right? That's eight, or, nine, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, but,
1: but yeah, plus or minus, right? Are you going to
0: seven wins at the most? I'm thinking, unless they the defense plays absolutely lights out and they just commit to running the football. But they, I don't exactly see that happening.
1: They did not want Zach Wilson to pass the ball. No, they. We, didn't. I mean, we watched. I watched the game yeah. on Monday, and I mean, he came in, and they did not want him to pass. Now they've been talking about all the rumors going. on. Well, who could the Jets yeah. possibly sign? They <laughs> you have know, already. They've already ruled out old man Tom Brady and Colin Kaepernick. They're not going to pursue those guys. I mean, who's a good placeholder potentially? We 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 talked about this a little bit. There's a there's a fair amount of unsigned free agent quarterbacks out there. None of them are like. There's no true diamonds out there necessarily now, but if you look at it, is there anybody who might be a little bit better than Zach Wilson? Well, I mean, we talk about all these guys. Nick Foles is available. I mean, he won a Super Bowl. Could he come in and maybe get you to five hundred? Do you even want to go to five hundred, or do you just want to tank and go the other way?
0: Well, that the the way you framed up that question is there anybody? a little bit better than Zach Wilson. I would argue there's a lot of people a little bit better than Zach Wilson, but uh, they're coming in on a one-year deal. They know they're only there for a year, and do you just absolutely shatter Zach Wilson's psyche at that point, so now you almost have to get rid of him next year as well, and there's no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is coming back because he will, obviously, whether he plays football again, he will heal from tearing his Achilles. But even if he does decide to come back, now he's a 40-year-old coming off of an Achilles tear. So he may not be the same. He still will be smart, and he still will release the ball quickly and all those things. But... Oh, they're just in a mess. I don't know what they're gonna do. Cause there's a bunch of other like backups that are currently on other teams. They could trade for one of those. Jacoby Brissett's name at Washington's been kicked around. A flashy name is Matt Stafford, but I don't think the Rams are gonna get rid of him. So
1: Right. And even despite losing Aaron Rodgers, the Jets ended up winning the game. <laughs> yeah. Or I should say really the more accurate thing to do, the Bills just lost the game. Um Josh Allen threw three interceptions, fumbled at the end of the game when it really when they really needed him not to fumble. Now, we were talking about this about before we started. It's the first game of this season. It's expected to be a little rusty. Your quarterback's not gonna be laser sharp. Josh Allen has had turnover issues in the past. That's been one of his real big problems, is he turns it over. Now he's aggressive. Anytime you got a guy, now he also makes spectacular passes. And so anytime you're gonna be that aggressive and kind of... Brett Farvian. Yeah, exactly. Anytime you're going to try to do that kind of stuff, you're going to get picks. Yeah. Because when you're thrown into double coverage, and you know, through... Now, he did do that. There, was, I think it was his third interception where he threw the ball across his body 70 yards down the field. I mean, like, when you're doing that kind of stuff, things are going to happen.
0: Yeah. It's pretty impressive to watch, but it was also impressive the fact that they screwed up that game and couldn't beat a rogers list jets especially since they had the whole game to do so also like really cool ending for new york i don't know if i've ever seen a walk-off punt return for a touchdown like you've seen walk-off interception returns you've seen walk-off fumble recoveries for it but the walk-off punt return for a touchdown in overtime was pretty awesome to see just from a a viewer standpoint. Line. Well,
1: especially when it was Gibson. He's the unsigned yes. free agent rookie kid. He was he was featured prominently in Hard Knocks. You know, it was just like, oh my gosh, there he is. He's actually, made, they made a good decision. Good for you, Jets.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and, a little bit of karma coming back to like, oh, you lost your star quarterback. We're gonna, the universe telling you, we'll give you this win. Right. And I still think, honestly,
1: I still think the Bills are gonna take the division. You know, the most popular team, probably to challenge at this point, since we're kind of, writing the Jets off. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe the Dolphins. Dolphins' very sexy pick right now. Tua looked good. You know, Tua and Tyreek Hill looked good last week, but...
0: The hype train is out of control. Uh, the bandwagon could not support any more people on the Miami Dolphins. And while... I watched a lot of that game because it was a lot of fun. It was classic. I, actually, I shouldn't say classic, but very new-age football game where a lot of passing, back-and-forth, high-profile quarterbacks between Tua and Justin Herbert, a lot of scoring, a lot of action. Everybody is all over the Dolphins because Tua throws for 466 yards. Tyreek gets 215 receiving yards, and everybody is all over them. They won by two points. Right. I now, mean, a win's a win. This isn't
1: college. It's not the strength of your win. It's just a W, right?
0: And everybody says it's hard to win in the NFL, so don't apologize for how you win, how you won, or how much you win by. And I prescribe to that as well, like totally. Like a win is a win. You'll take it, but I think just like I think the oh, the hype for the Dolphins is too much. I think the. People just smashing the Bills and saying, You screwed it up so bad. There's no way you can recover. No, 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 no. I think it, both teams are going to come back to where they kind of have been the last couple of years. And we'll see what happens with that. The other, some of the most other impressive wins of the weekend got to start with the Niners smashing the Steelers. The Steelers were getting some subtle hype. Uh, after their preseason, Kenny Pickett, second year, going to look good. They're at home. Uh, Vegas only had them as two-point underdogs to the amazing Niners. And Brock Purdy, is he just a flash in a pan? The Niners look like they were in midseason form.
1: I mean, they looked great. I mean, as they should. Everybody's picking them to go well. They, They, they were. I mean, they were... A broken arm away from getting to the Super Bowl last year. My partner is a San Francisco 49er fan, so we're keyed into those games pretty intensely. And uh, I watched it. the Niners looked good. The other side of that coin, I think the uh, hype train on the Steelers, specifically their offense, maybe not. I mean, that he's a kid and he's okay, but it's not enough. I mean, they might go, they might sustain Mike Tomlin's 500 record. I don't think the Steelers are going to challenge anybody this year. Uh, yeah. Not in that division. They're still even with the Bengals losing game 1. I kind of have a feeling Joe Burrow is going to correct it. They also have the Ravens and the and hey, the Browns didn't look too bad either. I don't think the I don't think the Steelers. Now the defense looked good. No doubt about it. Steelers defense always looks good. That's what they do out there in Pittsburgh. But they have that's probably the might be the strongest division in all of football. You have to be able to generate some points, and I don't think they're there.
0: I totally agree. And while their defense is going to be good, they still gave up 150 yards to Christian McCaffrey. Now, McCaffrey, he's at least one of the top three backs in the NFL, so he's going to get his, as they say. Are the Niners the best team in the NFL after week one? I don't know. They didn't have the most impressive win by points. That belongs to the Dallas Cowboys smashing the Giants 40-0. to It's funny, the defense going into the season, Jets were talking about how they look like the 85 Bears. The Cowboys' defense against the Giants looked like the 85 Bears on steroids. I mean, they made the Giants' offensive line look like a middle school team. They couldn't complete a pass. House. The Giants couldn't. It was just a forgettable night for the New York Football Giants. And Dallas looked really good. Dak did not play particularly well, but he didn't have to. I mean, the offense really didn't have to do anything. The when the def- other
1: team scores zero points, you don't have to do much. <laughs> now that now that a score a score like that it always speaks to. Now, granted, the Cowboys played well. Offense played well. The defense was lights out, obviously. But you also got to look at zero. Really, New York zero. That to me speaks to that offense is not working. There's something wrong, and the defense. I mean, the forty points. It's crazy. It's nuts. And granted, it's still week one. We're we're figuring stuff out, but like that speaks to yeah. Okay, the Cowboys might be pretty good this year, but the Giants are also not very good this year, yeah. or at least in that first game. I mean, that's like to go to put forty to zero. That's like every phase of your team failing on some level.
0: Yeah, Dallas scored. I mean, they get a touchdown off of a blocked field goal when I mean that happens when you win by 40 points. Like everything goes wrong and you and you score special teams touchdowns, you get defensive touchdowns. So, but yeah, is Dallas the best team in the NFL? To be determined. It's kind of like Lions beat the Chiefs. But do I think the Lions are going to go further in the season and go further in the playoffs than the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't. Anybody can kind of beat anybody, you know, in the NFL. And Absolutely.
1: So, the Chiefs also didn't have – they didn't have Travis Kelsey. Yep. They didn't have Chris Jones playing defense. Both of those guys are back on the team this week. They're, playing, they're practicing. They got Chris Jones' contract. He's a one-year, but, hey, we'll take it. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, he was hurt last week, but it looks like he's going to be able to play this week. I think if the team's at full strength – They are going to be hard to beat.
0: And I think they would have beat the Lions.
1: I I would agree. Now, the Lions, way better than they were last year. Totally. No doubt about it. So much better than they were last year. And they're going to be, you know, Seahawks are playing the Lions this week. I'm probably, I hate to say it, but I have in Detroit, I have a feeling the Lions might take this one.
0: And to go there, the Rams-Seahawks game, you talk about a disappointing effort by the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they looked like the team we thought they'd be. Last year in 2022, they looked not competitive on defense. And Geno Smith looked like an inaccurate, inconsistent quarterback like he was before he got to Seattle. I think he had 112 passing yards.
1: Not great. I mean, unfortunately, we are Seahawk fans. Here we are in the Northwest, lifelong. Oy, oy, oy. This and, might be the season to forget. Or
0: are we overreacting? Is the sky falling? Not quite yet. They lose both offensive tackles. That that matters. If you watch preseason football, you know there's a big drop between the first string and the second string for every team. So that wasn't good. And did the Seattle fans, including ourselves, did we forget that Sean McVay is actually a pretty good coach and he's gotten two teams to the Super Bowl?
1: Rams won the Super Bowl a couple years ago.
0: Yeah. Matt Stafford, also very good quarterback for a long time, was hurt last year. I mean, you thought, based on last year's inconsistencies and Cooper Cup being out at home in Seattle, they had no real glaring injuries going into the game. Yeah, their fifth overall pick, Weatherspoon, didn't play, but... You thought well, he didn't play last year and they did they did great. Oh, I don't know what to say. I'm just like I don't know Ho-
1: hoping, hoping, but it might it might be rough. More might, hope than anything else. Especially if as good as the Niners are looking, you know, for a while there it was kind of like it's a race to second place in the NFC West and now, I mean, the Rams looked good last week. Hawks didn't look so good. I don't think anybody believes in the Cardinals. But the Ram I think it's going to be the Rams and the Seahawks and unfortunately the Rams are looking good.
0: Yeah. And this upcoming week, to look forward, there weren't a ton of big key matchups we thought. The 49ers do play the Rams, so that'll be interesting. I expect a 49ers win. I don't think they're going to smash them by 23, the way they handled the Steelers. But 10-point win, I could, I could definitely see that. It'll be interesting to see the Cowboys' defense, what they do. To a Zach Wilson-led offense for the Jets, like that, be vicious. It could be another. It's not going to be forty to zero, but it could be a whole lot to a little.
1: I mean, the Jets have a better defense than the Giants, so it might be twenty to zero.
0: Right. But you know, hundred percent. hundred percent. And we we could be coming out of this week with the narrative being like, The Cowboys have given up zero points for the first two weeks and it's unbelievable. And it's like, yeah, let's pump the brakes. Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson have been the quarterbacks they've faced. Not a whole Not a ton. lot of fire games besides we, that.
1: We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals this week. You know, Ravens won last week. They look good.
0: A good AFC North match, and um, Bengals always start slow. You kind of had this feeling that they weren't going to—I don't know why. The vibe was off. The weather was bad. That's a weak excuse.
1: Joe Burrow's been hurt. Yeah, to, he hasn't played a ton. I mean, he had a career-worst 82 yards. They pulled him in the fourth quarter.
0: I Yeah, with like four and a half minutes left, they're like, we're just going to pull all m- the majority of our starters. And it was like, wow, Like you just don't see that in the NFL very often. But you can see the loss, and on to next week, so— That will be an interesting game. We'll be back uh, next week to break all of the action down. Thanks again for listening to us, everybody. Have an outstanding weekend.
1: Thank you all very much. We'll see you next time.